Game begin. Hello and welcome. We got another Lanny-less episode of Spike Colony. These are just these are just better episodes, I think. What do you think, mystery uh, guest? I mean, can, can you can definitely have too much Lanny when you have two <laughs> Lannies in the same in the same podcast? That's like probably one too many Lannies. So when you we, have only one Lanny, that's that's a proper amount of Lanny. You know, we had saying? a Lan and a Lanny once uh, after oh, the Sacred right. Torch. We had a land and a Lanny. We had a land and a Lanny and a cam and a mouthful of fried chicken. Dude, like two two Lannies and a half. That's way too much Lanny. You know that. (laughs) Uh, It was was a good episode. Uh, So, Fran, one of the the topics people wanted me to talk about was how I'm wrong about Oath Palouche. And I see even you have defected against Oath Palouche for your most recent victory, congratulations! Uh, did you win this yesterday? Uh, yes, this actually happened yesterday, and I recorded the whole thing, and I should be uploading it. it should be up on YouTube tomorrow. Oh man, I I posted in non idiots this week. I'm like, when can we get the next Fran video? And then I was rewarded with a. Do we have to call it playable dead guy ale? First of all. <laughs> I post I that was like literally the deck that I was playing in standard and extended in like 2003 and 2005 years before Dead Guy Ale was even a twinkle in Chris Bakula's eye. So I know, like right? you're just playing the you're just playing the cards I liked, not the cards uh you know that are actually in Dead Guy Ale like I want to say Dark Ritual, Hypnotic Specter, Sinkhole, no. right? I'm, like Chris I'm, I'm playing Sinkhole. I'm playing good cards instead. But, uh, but yeah, so I've, I've been pretty high on this black white control deck, and like this at this point, this is kind of a meme. And I was I was talking to Robin, and he he was saying like, this is not exactly how I remember, but this this is how the story goes. So I I joined the format. This is like a year plus ago at this point, and I realized you know this Dead Gale deck is playing good cards, but it's playing so many bad cards. So what if we cut the bad cards and we play good cards instead and we actually fix the mana instead of playing Dark Ritual and Wastelands, with, which make the mana worse? So how do you fix the mana? You play more lands and you play you know less lands that don't have for the colors that you need. And that's what I did. And yeah, I remember like, posting posting just, this on, on the Discord and people were giving me so much shit about it. Planes, um, Tainted yeah. Field, Dark Ritual. These, yeah, everybody's hands. <laughs> Everybody was just like, "How are you cutting Hypnotic Specter?" It's it's like Dark Ritual. The Hypnotic Specter is it's so a, good. It's a different deck. I think I played basically the deck that you suggested to me. I played at the last meetup. I went three one. Interestingly, I beat two Armageddon decks in my three one run. I got I got Armageddon in one of my, my one of my matches, and I won through his mocks. Um, and the nice. other one, I just like landed. I'm like I like did a. He played a fifth land, so I'm like, I don't think he's... I don't know if he has Geddon. He was playing, uh, like, basically Landy Hoth. So I'm okay. like, oh, this deck has Armageddon. And I just landed, like, a Skeldon Scrying for six. And I'm like, eh, he, like, Armageddon's okay. me. I, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. and he was just like, eh, I don't know what to do at this point. Because then, like, I landed a Skeldon Scrying <laughs> for three the next turn. I mean, I just, like, slammed all my lands down. I'm like, Dude. let's let's go. 
That isn't that card incredible? Isn't that card so so good? Fran, I literally sent you my decks from 2003. I, I was know. playing three skeletons crying in 2003. I know. This isn't like a new thing for me. Oh, I no. think you're getting us to the point where you sick. realize that Exalted Angel is the worst card in the deck. Well, That's so so the story is that I, the very first thing that I did is like after, you know, people gave me shit about it and I just, and I built like a mid-range deck, right? And the mid-range deck was like fine, but it was just trying to do what The Rock was doing, but it was just worse than The Rock. This is just The Rock, but... Exactly. It, it was just The Rock, but worse. So what I did is like, I, I, I built like that junk deck that you guys talked about like 10, 15 episodes With ago. With Caleb? No, uh, yeah. So Caleb and I built, built that deck. And then uh, I was like, this deck just cannot beat combo ever. So I won't, I won't do reses, but then I can't cast them. And then I figured out, okay, so what if I just cut the green and I play swamps instead? And that, that was kind of it. Like, cause at that point you were just playing like a straight up black, white control deck and, and you, you get to play your verdict. growth really, right? That's the, what you lose. Yeah. And uh, Cross and Tusker was kind of a banger in that deck too. Um, and then, well, Pernicious Deed, which was like, the other deck was built around Pernicious Deed, and then we put Pernicious Deed in the deck, and then we built from there. While this deck, the Black-White deck, I put ex I put Exalted Angel and Eternal Dragon in it, and then I built from there. So, so that's how, how that happened. I, I like Exalted Angel, obviously. It's a fun... I think it's a great sideboard card, but, like, it's not resilient. Like, I mean, that, that guy is just like a Swords of Plowshares magnet if your opponent has Swords of Plowshares. Well, well, that's that's the thing. Like it actually, because because I saw I saw that in land still one time. Like somebody was cyborging uh, the um, like uh, exalted angels in land still, and then their opponents had kept source to plowshares because they didn't have enough good cards to cut uh, to bring in. So <laughs> cloud anyway. So they just they were just countering source to plowshares. I'm like, this sucks. This is a terrible cyborg no. plan. So, and, and, it, but this deck actually like duresses you and, and Jura's verdicts you. So by the time the, the angel finally comes down, there's no source of pleasures left, even if your opponent left them in. I see. I think the only reason to play Exalted Angel is because it's fast, right? So if you yeah. look at if you look at pre-modern versus looking at like standard in 2003 or extended 2005 when I played similar decks, like a you have wasteland. There was no wasteland in either of those formats, and then b. The format is is demonstrably faster. Like the red decks have Fire Blast, for example. Yes. Right. So you actually get you get value from the speed of Exalted Angel. Like, you know, you duress Gerard's verdict somebody and you're just like, turn three, this morph's coming down. Yep. I, I don't think you have an answer, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for so sure. that that's valuable. But if you get like in a control shootout, like I has he has no livability. Like uh, Eternal Dragon, if he buys this a plow. He like drew six cards already. Like he works, he worked really hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, now he's glue, right? Yeah, exactly. He's jello now. But exactly. he plowed a lot of fields first. Yeah. So what this deck is doing is like it just humiliates any control deck. Like it just destroys it. So like why, I, I, I played against Landstill. I guess I played against Landstill like two or three times. And it was never even remotely close to close. Be between the rest, Verdicts, and like just Eternal Dragon. Like you never miss a land drop and then you start Dust Bowling them. You, you play 27 lands, you play three Dust Bowls, and you play four Decrees. I think like the ma majority of your advantages comes from Decree. If they if they like know what they're doing and they just go like uh, Phyrexian Furnace into Standstill, your other advantages go away. The fact is you just have 
one more or two more decrees than they do, which don't get me well, wrong. That's probably enough to win. But like, well, but you you still have you still have Dustbolt going, and but they have Dustbolt too. Yeah, but the, your decrees are always better than theirs. I, I I don't know that that's true, right? Like in the so uh, so I, I, I the, the, the very first the very first match that I played was this deck against Tom, and like you should ask Tom how that match so went. I I know how the red white rift against Landstill matchup went, and so. Like that was the easiest matchup on earth. You just never lose, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, this like is never the same? lose. No, no. This is but... the same, but you have to rest and draw a verdict on top of it. Brother, we had slice and dice. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good too. <laughs> slice that's and dice. Would you cycle two slice and dice to kill a mistress factory? No, you, you, <laughs> you tell me which one's better. Okay. Like, they got. Oh, I got a standstill. Here comes a mistress factory. Do you have? Do you have a decree? Nope. Hold my beer. <laughs> Slice and dice. Once I had an opponent power up the Mistress Factory in combat. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Plus a plus one of the stack. I might Oof. have a fast effect on this one. <laughs> Ding -a -ling -a -ling. He's like, oh, wow. All my mana set, too. Don't worry. I can't do anything to punish you. I'm not breaking that standstill. You're yeah, breaking exactly. the standstill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's like the most satisfactory thing, right? Like when your opponent plays the standstill and they're the ones breaking it. Uh, that's well. That's, that's what my, this deck does by lot. Too. Welcome to my first round match against Brian Selden at LobsterCon last <laughs> yeah. year. That was nice. that was not a... I mean, you know, Lanny made so much fun of me. He's like, ah, oh, you didn't play the right deck. I'm like, I literally played the Landstill Mirror against the only world champion in the room. By the way, he won the tournament <laughs> nine hours later. <laughs> Pretty no sure if, like, the outcome of that match was reversed, I might have been hoisting the trophy. I don't know what to tell you, man. I literally lost Brian Selden in round one. Yeah, um, that his list was really good. Though. Like the, the the furnace deck, which I yeah, stole yeah, for yeah. this deck, by the way, is so good. Like yeah, that yeah, tech yeah. is so good. It's so it's amazing. Furnace tech, great. I I think he got that from David Daniel. I think David Daniel gave it. Yes, I think they collaborated that, I, before Lobster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, obviously, they David Daniels. Uh, which a by the way, master. David Daniels actually used his version of this black white control deck to win like whatever event like uh, there was an he, event happening not no, no, long ago he made the finals buddy he lost to an illuminati member in the finals oh that's right he lost to <laughs> which I, i'm still confused by how that happened like i, I would imagine that like you caffeinated broke the format magic. i know i don't know if I, you i don't know if you've got this yet you know how like all the people who don't play, play pre-modern are like oh it's a closed format uh it's just gonna get solved i'm very afraid caffeinated actually broke pre-modern and then I, like, I broke it the, the day after because I, I the week after because like this this deck that we're about to talk about in, in, in a minute, it's also really good. I'm really high on it. No, no, I mean, but, but I like I just don't know how caffeinated's deck can ever really lose. Like if you're just it's, patient. It's good, good, man. It's it's really good. I I I have a couple of questions about it that I, I, I don't know from the list that I've seen. It's like, not tuned. The, the lack of portent it's is not troubling. tuned right like <laughs> this is like he has like a really good sketch right that could be yeah. the best deck but it's not the best deck yet um but like the thing that i would say is you remember when like before we ever first met in real life and you're like blue white dreadnought and i'm like mono blue dreadnought could take so many actions so like all i ever did when i played mono blue dreadnought i just combo killed my opponents on turn two every single time with day's foil backup because those are just the draws I would get, right? L so like, like the pros do. Yeah, what, what do I need with your meddling mage, right? <laughs> so then Lanny taught me about like playing slowly and then like having cover spells and all this. So Caffe that's what Caffeinated's deck does. 
mm-hmm. except for he has the duress setup gives him way more turn two kills. But I mean, oh man, just like the the decks that can conceivably beat you are like elves and goblins. You're like, eh, well, I'm gonna cantrip into all the engineered plagues. Uh, what do how do you feel about that? Like, oh, we could beat engineered plague. Give me like five turns, and I can Genesis back my elvishness. Well, what if instead I killed you with a twelve twelve? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, the only so good, the only thing is like I think that blue white probably beats the blue black version. I don't know because I they've think got, they've got smother. Yeah, but you <laughs> have meddling mage. You just you just name smother, and then you have four, four source to pleasures to your opponents. I mean, source to pleasures is, is better than smother, right? Like we we, we got that part right. Well, we, we know that I mean, part. Source to pleasures like undoes an attack from a dreadnought when damage is being done specifically in in piles of twelve. It actually kind of matters. I, I I don't know. I think like I think a lot of the games are going to be so fast because uh the uh, because of the ability to gain information and all the free counter spells. Like I think that I'm just gonna just gonna slam a, a psychotog on turn three with like you know foil and and days backup and that's just gonna be game. Right, right but like, your point also has like the blue white deck also has the, the same foil day setup. Yeah, but right. Psychotog is a trump. So, like, Meddling Mage, don't get me wrong. I know you're, you're like a, you're like, how do I put this? You're right, Meddling Mage is the best, okay? <laughs> I'm not arguing <laughs> that. Like, med- like, Meddling Mage is the best. He's he's one out, however many creatures there are in pre-modern, he's probably the best. Eh, he's, like, no worse than the third best creature. He's he, he's probably the second best creature, I think. Like, he's not the best. Eh, Top three, but he top three is really good. Okay. It's really good. And I would agree. And I think like at the point that you're in the top three, you're talking about the difference between like 99 points and like 99.1 points. Like the top three creatures are all insane, right? They're really, really better than all the other creatures. Okay. Which, which ones would be, cause I'm interested now to see what you would put ahead. I don't know which mage. are the best, but the three best creatures are Phyrexian, Dreadnought, Meddling Mage, and Mog Fanatic. Like Mog Fanatic is un effing believable. Right, like, did you watch the the Misty Finals finals? You, like, you, you not even Terravor in, in in there. Like, I'm surprised yeah, by that. Terravor, like, Terravor, like he. How do I put this? Like, there's some players that, like, let's say you play have a basketball team. You're like, well, if you treat this particular basketball player like really well, you put a particular team around him. You buy all the best drugs that the American, <laughs> that the the American doping agencies don't know how to find. You know, like that guy's just oh, he's, he's really good. Like, yeah, you can't find how he was doping, and like they just built a team around him. There's some guys you just plop them. You plop LeBron James on any team, they go to the NBA Finals. Did you see some of the That's Cleveland fair. teams he dragged in like 2007 to the NBA Finals? That's Mog fanatic. Just like, where are you putting me, coach? Well, what about first turn in goblins? Eh, I mean, I, I'm no lackey, but I'll probably get in for seven. <laughs> what about first? What about first turn in sly? Eh, you know, depends on their draw, but like, you know, I'll probably do less damage than a jackal pup. But they're they're not going to waste the swords on me until they're like, oh man, he's already done seven, and then they're going <laughs> to waste the swords on me. Like, ah, I'll do my job. Like, what about like turn turn five in goblins? Like. Well, turn five in goblins. What I'm doing now is making it so my opponent can't make any plays while oh, yeah. he like 
systematically pick him apart with the two or three gums you've already got in play. That's an interesting spot for me. Ah, you got any other things? Well, what about like turn five against, I don't know, elves that's gone off with a natural order? I don't know, man. I'm going to chump that Verdant Force and then send one to the face. You think that's enough? Well, I do think that that's enough because I have a Fire Blast in my hand. Mog Fanatic, that guy is, he's LeBron James. Yeah, like, he's hes good. He's yeah, really okay. good. That's, that's fair. Like, I mean, he it, it's, and I, I didn't even realize how good he was until I watched the Misty Finals finals. Every other player on the planet gets Goblin Ringleader there. And then the next time he casts Matron gets Goblin Ringleader there. Nope. Mash Legs got, got, got Mog Fanatic. And then when he casts his next ringleader, uh, his next matron, he got Mog Fanatic. And he just attacked for two. <laughs> Funnily enough, like in the sixth round of the challenge, uh, I would have lost to Mog Fanatic. <laughs> I, I misclicked like a couple of turns earlier. And then I spent like seven turns or something like that where I was dead to Matron, Mog Fanatic, any haste creature, Siege Gang Commander, and I think there was there was something else that I was said to. And somehow I dodged all of that. And then I, I won anyway. Yeah, so it was great. At a, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so at a meetup, uh, Tom Martell came to visit me. And I gave him Oath Palouche. We played in the second round. I had Goblins. And it's, you know, it's a, he got me in game two. Played, he looked, played like a pro tour champion. Like I, I, I told Lanny this. I'm like, I just don't think a normal pre-modern player wins this game. Like Tom, Tom understood how to race from this spot, right? Like... Um, he kind of like threw all his chips in. He's like, if you got it, you've got it. But if you don't, we're not going to play a long game that I just lose more slowly, you know? Mm -hmm. So in game three, he's just like, I lose to any one mana goblin and I only had a two mana goblin. Right. And, and that was it. Mog fanatic is a one mana goblin. Yep. <laughs> Would have been enough. So yeah. uh, it's surprising how often you find yourself in those, those kind of spots where, you know, you, you're, you're just missing that last piece of last piece of uh, glue to hold everything together. So I, you say this all the time and I, I am really so embracing of this now. And there's just not enough events. Like the, the thing that's crazy is there's just not enough events to play. There's like, oh, there's so many decks I want to play. I just want to play like the mid-range elves deck, right? Like, oh, do you see that one? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I, I was kind of on the mid-range elves like in my head when I saw Mengu's list and I talked to Mengu after Italian Nationals. And then you put up your, you, you know, you put up a lot of videos. This is the only one you put up recently. You actually went XO, right? With the mid-range elves deck. Yeah. Um, and I just was just like, I think I think the mid-range elves plan is the best one. And I came to this conclusion because uh, this guy, Bill, he's uh, one of the regulars at, at our pre-modern meetups. And I trade matches with him. We, we're about 50-50 lifetime against each other. And I, I have like, you know, a badge of respect for him because uh, the first meetup he ever played, I was on land still and he was on Lanny Rock and he beat me. And I'm that's, like, that's a feat I, right there. I think I've I think I've played both sides of that matchup more than anybody else on Earth. And I'm and I I did not like losing. <laughs> you know, <me? laughs> I do not like losing. Um, And so it's cost me my four hour. Right. So I, I went nice. three one that night, you know. And so but I he he's legit. He legitimately were about 50 50 lifetime against each other. But um, we uh you know, we were playing, I was red, he was elves, he was conventional elves, just like, you know, like tangle wire elves, right? And I yeah. I was red deck, uh, you know, uh, lava dart sideboard, I beat him. And so the next meetup, he switches to natural order elves. And I'm like, why is it? Well, the last meetup, there were like three slide decks, right? Just like, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta 
go with the weapons that can potentially win. And I beat him at this other meetup when he was the natural order one. And he went off in game one. He got, he went, got the Vern force. And I just had two Mog fanatics that chump blocked and went to the face. And I just, <laughs> I barely got there because I was chump blocking a seven, seven, you know? Yeah. Who, who by the way, does not have trample. Yeah. Uh, that's a big so, difference. And, you know, we talked about it after and Landy and I talked about it. He's just like, I don't know if natural order is good enough. We test a lot of sideboarded games against goblins and you get off the natural order, you still lose. Right. Yeah. So the thought process. So I think, I think like low key, the, the axis that makes it better uh, against a Sly in particular is that the natural order version just plays walls main deck. So I think that having access to Wall of Roots and Wall of Blossoms, that may make your Sly matchup better. Uh, but I honestly don't know if that's if that's I, enough. I don't know what draw beats just like a, a Grim Lava Mancer and a Sulfuric Vortex. I, back in the day, I used to side out Sulfuric Vortex because it, quote, doesn't affect the battlefield. But Lanny, don't tell him I told you this because then he's going to have a, a big head. He, he's uh, never listening to this podcast. He does. Podcast he, he's, anyway, there's no so way listening to this, right? Yeah, no way. Um, uh, but he taught me that like Sulfuric Vortex is one of the best cards in the matchup. Because it just like it frees you up to play year two, mm -hmm. right? So exactly. like a lot of the time you're like, oh man, do I burn? You know, it's, it's the Martin Berlin issue. You're just like, oh, do I burn this elf or do I hold this for the face? You just no. If you have Sulfuric Vortex in your deck, you can send every point of burn to their mana creatures, and then just mm -hmm. the Vortex will take care of them. It just gives you a consistent clock, and if you kill all their creatures, they can't get anything threatening enough. You know that that's going to get past your Lava Mancer anyway, right? So. Once I that was just an unlock for me, and I've never lost the elves matchup since. And I was you're always good against elves, but like it can go either way. I've 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 won and lost from both sides in the past. Uh yeah, but for sure that, that's the unlock, man. You know, four grim lava mancer, four lava dart, and sulfuric vortex. It's it's hard for elves, and they're going off with natural order and then still not winning. And so now I'm like, look, if I'm gonna be an elves guy, I think I'm just Two massacres, four deranged hermits. Let's go. I was just natural ordering <laughs> for deranged hermit anyway, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. better than burden force a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, hermit was was good when I tried that list. I tried it with four though, and four was one too many. But uh, it was partly because of the cyber plan that I was also playing uh, Call of the Herds in. So when you had Call of the Herd and Hermit, I was very often in a situation where I wanted to bring in Call of the Herd. But in order to do that, I kind of needed to cut a hermit because otherwise I had too many cards that were doing exactly the same thing. And I wanted to play the one that had the cheaper. lower CMC, right? Because nah. my opponent's game plan very often involves killing my creatures. Nah. So having a, th a three drop, that's good. Except instead of a five drop, that's good. Uh, was was kind of a well, big difference. I know you want to play your Bir Birch Lord Rangers and stuff. I'm yeah. blow your mind. This is a little BK tech. You already has, you know, like in all those... All those natural orders and all those tangle wires we're not going to play anymore. You know what he plays? Emerald uh, he, Charm. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been on to under Emerald Charm for a while. I've been uh, thinking about it. Actually, BK was the one that, that presented yeah. it to me, and I thought that it was kind of genius. Uh, what really sold me on it was the fact that it destroys Oath of Druids, which is kind of insane. Like, I wasn't yeah, even aware of that's that. that's insane. But yeah. the untapping the priest is, yeah. that's the unlock. I mean, you just yeah. go off a turn faster. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of great. Uh, the other one that I've seen people do was uh, crop rotation. That's another one that I really want to try out to have access to more cradles. Uh, and then like Sylvan Library is 
huge. I'm, I'm definitely going to be talking a lot more about Sylvan Lavery uh, when once we get. Mangu played one, but he's, he said event. it. He said it was not good. He it said it's over, just dead. I I played two, and you overperformed for me because like if I played it early. If my opponent didn't answer it, then I always found exactly what I needed. In fact, I remember I won one of the uh, matches in the in that video because I had library in play, and library found me both uh, the survival that I needed and the creature to pitch to it in a single draw step. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I, I win now, now. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> Sylvan close, Library. And then it wasn't. <laughs> Let's talk about Sylvan Library. You played a deck yesterday that yes. has four Sylvan Libraries. I need, I, I need to buy another set of Sylvan Libraries because... I'm not gonna if I'm gonna upgrade these, I'm I'm I am i am not gonna play these old Sylvan libraries. I, I yeah. have so uh, I, I think I, I have five BBs now, so I have to buy at least three more. Feel, feels bad, man. Terrible. Uh no, but if you don't mind, I wanted to like give a quick shout out to the Magical Night Society who put this tournament together. So uh if you are not aware of this, the Magical Night Society has been organizing these uh, magical online leagues for a year now. Like I started playing about a year now. And what they did for 2024, they really upped the ante, which was kind of amazing. And they created the uh, challenges, which is the, the event that actually happened yesterday. And uh, the challenges are just like one day events, which started 7 a.m. my time, which was early, but we, we managed. And um, it's rounds according to how many people, you know, like Swiss rounds according to how many people sign up. And then you have a top eight afterwards. And it was a free entry fee, and it was like $200 total in ticks for prices, which was kind of cool. Uh, and it was just amazing how smoothly it run and like how much work the mods did and everything like that, because it was entirely community driven, right? Like it happened on Magic Online, but it's not like the challenges that we have in Magic Online, which is like everything happens in client. Here, everything happened in Discord, and then we just play the matches in client, which which was was uh, very, very smooth. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was actually a six-round event for this time. I think we had 35 people, and uh, it was uh, very, very sweet. We had, I started, and I uh, decided to play Red-Green uh, Terra Oath, and the reason to not play green white is that I expected to have uh, that there would be, first of all, there would be a lot of land still and like control style decks, which are very problematic for Oath Polluge for like the. So what I'm oh, you've, about, uh, you've come around, I see. Yes. Yes. And, and, I, and I figured out why. And I will explain that. Because it's an unwinnable matchup if your opponent knows how to play. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So. Um, there's that. And then uh, I also expected a lot of goblins, which uh, was uh, very problematic for the mono green version, which I don't, I, I like a lot, but I don't think that you can very easily solve that. Like I saw people in the mono green version, they were playing stuff like smokestack and they, they were like playing four curse totem in the sideboard. And like, they were really trying to fix the elves matchup in a way that's very, uh, I don't know. I, I would just try hard, I guess. If it were me, you know, I I told uh, SDOB this. He he's won a uh, locally at our meetups with the mono green version before. I think it's you know the mono green version often played uh, windswept teeth, right? Yes. And no planes. Windswept teeth, yes. teeth no planes. I, like, I I think I play a mountain, play wooded foothills, and then sideboard pyroclasm and shard phoenix. Take out my terror yes. and take out four terror for two shark phoenix, two two guys blessing, 
add some pyroclasm. I think that that's a good solution to elves and goblins. Yes, I thought about that after I heard you mention it in this very podcast, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. But the problem is that the reason why you lose those matchups is because both elves and goblins, they can get around your oath and make it not lethal. So... If you go in, they all have naturalizes. Exactly, and, yeah. they're always they always have access to tranquil domain and naturalize, and you have no ways to interact with that. So if you go the shard phoenix route, you are one hundred percent relying on your opponent triggering your oath, which is very awkward. Um, also, you have no way like if you happen to draw your phoenix, you are really fucked. You can like, cast it. You yeah, got a mountain brother. How how are you ever making it to five mana? I, that's, I don't know. That's the, that's this the is hard just part. all in my head. I, I don't. What do I know? I know. In your head, I've only ever played Oath. Right? I've only ever played Oath Pollution once in my life, and I topped four thousand dollar tournament exactly. and complained <laughs> the whole day. Oh yes, you were complaining to me, this brother. This deck is so bad. I hate you, friend. <laughs> Why did you make me play this stupid deck, lady? Oh yeah, yeah. Chopping the top four. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. So yeah, so there were two was... slide decks in the top four, Fran. I I, I, I had I, I, I know I know you I know you dodged like a champ. I I I think that the only exception to the no splits policy is exactly the fact that the, the two slide players in the top four. Uh, you know that's a little little asterisk showing up in in the policy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so there was this um, this thing over here which I'm like. I think I, I want Pyroclasm instead of all of this stuff. So if I just splash red, I cover the basis of, you know, the mono green version is very good against control because instead of playing, you know, like Source to Plowshares and uh, Cataclysm, which is really hard to resolve, and also it's double pip, which is a pretty big deal. I'm gonna gonna talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, so instead of that, you're playing just like Thermocars and Stone Rains, which is uh, like so, uh, so much better in that match. So, I, I studied this deck list, right? So um, after F you did well, uh, first of all, it seems to me like you took a deck that already had, I, I'm going to say like a billion lands and, and added even more lands, but you That's cut a signature. mox. You cut a mox. That's my signature right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you anti-landed, you cut a mox, added <laughs> even more lands, 29 lands. Yep. Wow. Yep. Cheapers creepers on this. But you only have like seven total Stone Rain effects. That's actually less than the mono green version. And yes. They play, and you're playing Stone Rain instead of like a, a third Winter's Grasp or a fourth Thermocarst. Yes. I mean, isn't Thermocarst just better than Stone Rain? It deals one well, point of damage to someone playing Snow Covered Lands. I know that that's not common. No, you gain a life. You gain a life. If they oh, have you gain a life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, my first PT you ever won was with Ice Quake. So uh, <laughs> I, I Ice Quaked some, some people. All right. Yeah, but still. That is better than Stone Rain, isn't it? Also, Stone so, Rain could be blue blasted. So the um, the idea here was, I I seen Dex try to do this, but they were playing like pillages and stuff. I'm and... not saying to play pillage. No, no, no. But but that's I, I'm going a, a little bit over like the the double pip thing, right? So um, there's like the. I wanted to make the mana as smooth as possible, and I wanted to. I knew that I was going to be kind of short uh, comparatively on red sources, so I wanted to make sure that I could still cast my spell. So got rid of all that stuff, and that is, by the way, the problem of uh, green white. Uh, green white oath has is the fact that uh, splashing for a white white card, uh, actually two white white cards, if you also count exalted angel, can be kind of a big deal. Like that. That is the mana 
the mana really requires you to go that route and you kind of have to splash for those cards if you're going to be doing that. Uh, I, I've been thinking about just like building green-white in a way that just forgoes the Cataclysms and just has Armageddon's instead or like just plays Thermocars and stuff and just go that route. And then you go shorter on the green, on the white sources because like what I really wanted to have access to was Mishra's Factory. Um, so I built so, the red green version and I added the extra land because I wanted to have Mishra's factory. Is mulch not great in this deck? You have all these utility lands. Why would you play mulch when you can just play four silver library, which blows my mind that people are not playing four silver libraries? Well, like silver library is ridiculous. It's a second, so a second silver library does nothing. And I mean, I, I've played a lot of mulch because that you we play it in Landy Hoth. I mean, I'm always drawing, I mean, are you mad when you draw two cards with a mulch? I mean, like I I draw I've drawn four. Without using the scroll rack, I draw three all the time. I think yeah, the so, entire meetup, I drew one one time. Yeah, and, so know. Mulch is fine, but the problem is like Sylvan Library is way too good. And the thing about Sylvan Library is that if you draw two, if your opponent doesn't answer the first one, they lose. So they really need to answer the first one. But, so they will answer the first one. So they, the second one is actually useful. And in fact, this happened in the finals where... Um, I played against uh, Dom, Dom Harvey, which is like a top, pro tour top four competitor for like uh, not that long ago, actually. Uh, no, playing no. Amulet Titan, my, my favorite deck of all time. And you are terrible people. <laughs> yes, They're we the, are. Yeah, but like the list <laughs> yes, of. We, we eat burn players. The, for, the, the list of people for who beat my deck lunch. now are like, I was like, oh, they banned Fury. Like, well, that just makes Hammer Time better. I'm like, wow. Ah, <laughs> that's who I just lost to. And it's. I'm like, I sculpted my hand so well. I'm like, well, I really hope he doesn't have Surge. He had Surge. And it also also makes uh, Amulet better because it made Scam worse. So that that also was great. Um, So yeah, not a great time to play Burn right now in Modern, probably. That's that's the deck I own. Don't tell anybody. That's the reason I always play it. Don't tell anybody. They think I've got like some secret thing. Yeah, my secret thing is that's the deck I own. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about that. But, uh, But anyway, so... Going back to uh, to the libraries, um, so you complain about how this deck has no agency, and I agree. I think that that's that's definitely true. But library gives you exactly that, except it also gives you card advantage. And kind of, I mean, you're you're not paying eight life every turn. Then you're using civil library wrong, my friend. I, I paid eight <laughs> life, and I did not make top top eight of uh of sacred torch. And like when I paid eight life, I was like, oh, I just need to clear the top of my deck so that my scroll rack comes online, right? Yeah. So uh Lanny and Land were watching, they're like, his clock was a cloud of fairies. You gave him eight time walks. <laughs> <laughs> then he counterspelled my sword supply shares. And I was just, I'm like, I can't believe I'm sword supply shares like a cloud of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah, well, eight time walks later, <laughs> Sylvan Library <laughs> did your buddy Michael J in. <laughs> Well, but like I don't know, man. Um, I I am extremely high on Civil Library. It's been overperforming for me in kind of every deck that I played in, and in particular in green, in uh, red, green, or green, white. So the thing is that the thing about this deck is, as you said, like some cards do something in some matchups, and some cards don't do enough in 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 other matchups. The problem is those cards win you the game whenever they land in some matchups, and then the other ones win you the game in the other matchups. So, so it's all, all about right. 
if you draw the right half of your deck, you just win. <laughs> Structurally, library... I like this deck a lot better than Oath Palouche. This deck makes a lot more sense to me. So um, this deck is more proactive. Oath, 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 regular Gin White over Oath Palouche is a lot more reactive and really needs to... Um, it kind of develops in, in a different way. Uh, funnily enough, I want... Uh, literally right after I had this 9-0 uh, run in the challenge, I had to play... Uh, to finish my other video, I had to play in the in the league, and I played against Mike Arnold, who was playing Natural Order, um, Natural Order Rock, and I won that match because I was playing the green white version in the league instead of the green red version, and I would have totally lost if I had been playing the red green version, which was very funny. So I uh, <laughs> I didn't interview him, but I did chat with uh, with Rich after he won the monthly last month with uh, Landy Hoth. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things he talked about to me was, first of all, he's he's very high in Sylvan Library. He played three mm-hmm. in his version of Landy Hoth, which we only played one, right? But he went up to three and he has all the bells and whistles, right? He's got abundance. He's got whatever the white words is to gain 15 life a turn, whatever the yep. name of the hell that card is. Um, But he, he's only, he's got three, not your four. But the, the thing I'm really high on Mulch, and I think maybe you should you should give Mulch another look, is uh, when you have this many utility lands, like mulch is really insane, right? Like you just ran, like you mulch for two cards. It's not two cards. Like it's like a dust bowl and a, it's like a dust bowl and a core haven or something. Like your, your opponent's just cooked off the mulch. Right. Like, so like, the, the issue with mulch, and this goes back to what I was just saying a second ago about how uh, the cards are like literally tense in the matchups where where, where they where they matter. Um, so the issue with mulch is it doesn't find you these cards. So mulch gets better when you're playing a bunch of cycling lands that can then turn into something else. Civil library actually gets you the cards that you that you need, which uh, matters a lot because sometimes what you need is maybe a land and a spell because you need to hit your land drop in order to do multiple things. Like very often you, you're using your mana. So one thing about this deck is that it uses all of its mana every single turn. It's kind of insane. Um, so that's why it plays 29 lands, and I, I don't think I would want to play less. If anything, I would play more. Um, but <laughs> it's 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 kind of ridiculous. Like you literally use all of your mana every single turn because you are taxing both of you with sphere, and you kind of offset sphere by both destroying you lock your opponent out by destroying their lands, uh, but then you use sphere to uh, just lock them out after that. And, you know, in order to offset Sphere, you need to be hitting your own land drops. You also have, uh, you're swinging with two top villages. You are swinging with factories, as I was saying. You are porting your opponent as well. You're just throwing your own lands away with as wastelands. Um, so, like, you use your mana every single turn. It's it's kind of amazing how, how consistently that happens. And uh, library helps you do that. It helps it helps you both hit your land drop and also find a, a spell to play or or stuff like that. It's 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 very it just works perfectly for what this deck is trying to do. Like I I don't think there's any other card in the format or in Magic for that matter that that would do something like that. Maybe Udo or something. Like that. Okay, well, so um so this deck I can see why. I mean it, it, you know the mono green version was a great performer. Yeah, won the previous Misty tournament. Uh, had tons of tops uh, in the online tournaments. And to me, this is just like the mono green version with a lightning bolt, two lightning bolts, and an earthquake, more or less, in the main deck. Right? Yes, yeah. uh, red is one hundred percent for the cyber cars, which I'm playing three power classum. Uh, yeah, three power classum and four uh, or three or four blast effects. 
And that was, as I said in the beginning, I expected to see goblins and I expected to see um, the uh, landsteel and control decks. And funnily enough, uh, round number one, I get paired against landsteel and I destroy him. And I would have completely lost if I had been playing green white. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah, I feel so smart. Um, <laughs> So the, the goblins. Then I played against goblins twice. So if I had played mono green, I would have also lost those. Uh, lost those. Um, so every, let's just say everything was coming up Millhouse in, in, in during this event. <laughs> so uh, should I? So is this like this was like a great deck to win the first challenge, or this is just a great deck? Like th those are two questions. I'm I got an event this week, and I got to tell you, first of all, thanks for everything about this deck. It's on my short list. I got to go to the boxes. But the deck I really want to play, speaking of the mono green deck, for, for Mr. Mono Green to switch to mono white stacks, this tell me this deck is real. It like it's so beautiful, but I just don't know if it's real. <laughs> the the mono white deck? Yeah. Uh it it's gorgeous, isn't it? Uh, I yeah, don't have it real. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Honestly, I think it may be because it is kind of doing something very similar to what i was doing with the black white control deck like it's kind of doing this a similar thing yeah, but like it's, it's way more beautiful it's more beautiful but at the same time it's not really a stack deck so like that name yeah is... i don't know what i was like oh where are the smoke stacks <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely not uh not not stacksy uh but um the, the whole eternal dragon engine is very 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 real I think that that card is extremely underplayed, and I think that uh, you know, obviously, that's what I'm trying to. Is it you know? Is do it with the, black the deck, deck that should have the planary births that you've got? Like, if uh, any deck has the planary, it's this one. Fourteen basic planes, exalted angel. I'm sorry, what? eternal dragon combo, and then you could just dust bowl these planes. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was thinking. That's why I was playing Planet Birth in my Black White deck because I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing eighteen basics. I'm playing nine planes and nine, um, and nine swamps. Yeah, but he's got like Dynamo, Marble Dot. This deck right. is yeah, yeah. No, this deck is is amazing. It looks it looks incredibly incredibly strong. Uh, Temporal Aperture, I'm also really high on. Um, I'm skeptical about a couple of cards like the curse scroll and uh, like only to the decree of justice although of, of course you know if you have temporal aperture decree of justice that's that's not a combo right uh, yeah yeah but... i think that that's where my head went because that's the only nombo and aperture isn't like the contemporary cards like if you miss you you just don't get it right like now yeah. like oh oh i discovered a card i don't want to cast well go ahead and put it in your hand fran you can yeah, cast exactly. that later <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll figure out. You'll be fine. Uh, no, but, no, but not but I, now. That... But but I really like what this deck is doing with the like the three dust bowls, twenty six lands. Like I I love that that part of it. And uh, like you're always gonna have like the mana that you need. Like I I love that aspect of it. You have source of budget. You have wrath of God. This is basically black white that loses to combo. <laughs> that's that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, but what if we just what if we just added a bands to this? There's like all these things we could do to make our lives better. We could add abeyance to the sideboard. So sphere of resistance plus abeyance is like that's like you're already in nightmare situation for a 12-12 deck. I, I don't think a 12 12 deck can reasonably beat this deck if they had both abeyance and sphere after sideboarding. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I mean it's definitely I it's a card I would definitely be interested in. Um, but yeah, I mean abeyance doesn't really help you that much against like replenish. Which, right? which combos do you want to beat? <laughs> 
Yeah, but he, uh, what does he have? Two Phyrexian Furnace? We could just add more. So just talking to me about combos. Let's think about the combos we need to deal with. We can add more Furnaces. Yes. Right? So Furnace furnace uh, w- w- would go a long way or like Tormod's Crypt or something like that. I hate See, Tor- no Tormod's Crypt in the Cyber. I, 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 I hate Tormod's Crypt. I hate Tormod's Crypt as well. But like if you want to be replenished with a deck like this, like that's kind of what you need, right? Um, otherwise, they're just going to like Frantic Search, like Attunement, and then just like combo you in the same turn, right? Um, like... Replenish can beat a furnace. Like we, we we know that you have beaten furnaces, uh, Mike. With, with I mean, replenish. I've, yeah, I've beaten I've beaten land still. I mean, I'm not I'm not scared yeah. of anybody, right? Like, uh, I'm scared of Tom Matelski. That's that's yes, I'm that's of. that's a good person. I'm, to be I'm not scared of. scared of decks. I was I was really scared of Tom in the, when in the semifinals, and somehow like I had my little oath just soloing his psychotogs, and I'm just like, damn, this is great. Uh, but but yeah, but this this deck is a bad. Is this, this deck is yet bander. another deck that will never beat Enchantress? If you tell me it's yet another deck that will never beat Enchantress, I I can can yeah, hundred percent. This life. this can never beat Enchantress, never in a million years. Ah oh, man, yeah. I I play Cam Fulton every event, right? Like yeah, you should not play cost me deck. my four zero last week. <laughs> you, uh, before... well, you know which deck beats Enchantress though? Red Green Oath. Red Green Oath, Oath Pollution. Oh, oh yeah, dude, you start blowing up all of their lands. It's awesome. They can't do shit if they don't have lands. Wait, so, you, but you, I'm just like earthquaking for one, right? Like that's oh, my yeah. big play. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, the earthquake I did not cast even once the entire event. So uh, to go back to talk about the deck, which we kind of got derailed there a little bit. Um, but the, the the cards that I loved are basically the entire sixty minus the two bolts and the earthquake, which were just fine. Like they just did. Especially the bolts did their work, but I wanted to like split it with an earthquake to have something to sweep if I needed to, if I fell behind. Because like that's the issue with the the red green deck cannot do that, right? The red green deck, if it falls behind, like that's it. Like that that's the game right there. While this deck, like I played against goblins, for example, my opponent was on the play turn one lucky. I just bolted the lucky. And that yeah, but I I look at like two lightning bolts and an earthquake, and I mean that's like an eyesore to me. (laughs) No, no, for sure. But but you have the chance to draw those cards, right? Yeah. And then right, so... post board, post board, you have those plus the the three classes. You also have call of the herd. So like you actually have some some catch up so, mechanisms against which which the red the mono green version does not have. And like and the green white version has cataclysm. Like cataclysm is like the best catch up mechanism in the entire format. Um, because it yeah, but you up on you're playing axis. against a deck with wasteland and wasteland and Richard yeah. on port and slamming I mean, you with uh some kind of goblin yeah i mean i i i feel very favored against goblins with green white um i i've played against it like at least six or seven times and i think i won all of them maybe i lost once um so i'm, I'm pretty I, i'm pretty comfortable with that matchup with the green white version but like i think you're probably zero percent to win with it with the mono green version because i played goblins against mono green and i just i felt like i was ahead the entire time i, and there, I don't there was nothing from... my opponent could do I don't remember if I've ever played against goblins with green white. I've played against elves with green white. That was yeah. a raffle stomp. Uh, yeah. I mean, I looked at my opening hand and I was just like, I had a spare enlightened tutor. So I'm like, <laughs> I have the oath. I have uh, the cursed totem. Yeah. <laughs> I have a spare just... enlightened tutor in case they've got an answer to one of these two. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I also have a box. Right. <laughs> They're yeah. like, it's, first it's turn nice. symbiote. I'm like, first turn oath. Yes. Do I have to cast my light group? I don't, eh? Mm. First totem. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. How does it taste? <laughs> <Right>? like, 
Is this good enough? Is this one good enough? Yeah, first turn, first turn oath is pretty good against like a symbiote. Yeah. Um, so wait, so against Gabo with your deck, would you just take out Sphere of Resistance for like three Pyroclasm? Yeah. So uh, against Goblins, I was cutting some Spheres and some like Thermocar Stone Rains uh, for uh, three Call of the Herd and uh, maybe one or two Sewer Orbs and the um, the Pyroclasms. And it were oh the, the naturalizes also go of course. Oh, so man, that's is even worse than sphere versus yeah yeah, yeah it's it's quite bad um but yeah but honestly sphere of resistance out of this deck in particular is probably better against goblins than against you know out of, out of the like the green white version because but here you are is pretty bad yes it's re- it's really i'm not saying that it's that it's good i'm just saying <laughs> that it's better than out of the green white version which is not to say a lot like i it's the first card i cut in the green white version i mean right? adam Sitsis just doesn't even play sphere of resistance and he's like one of the most decorated green white players um yeah you know i, I think that's just wrong but like yeah, no sphere I, I i don't think i need to to speak the wonders of sphere of resistance which i think it's just it i, I think what? it's literally the most underplayed card in the format half I the reason I, I never play 12 12 is i feel like I'm, if I'm 12-12, I just... You know, I always complain about Oath Pollution not having agency. I feel like if you're 12-12, you just lose to people who are way less good good than you. They just happen to have a Sphere of Resistance in play. Yeah. It's like, you can't defend your Dreadnought anymore. It's just yeah. like, four mana combo, all your mana's tapped, you can't daze. Like, it's just, it's a nightmare. And yeah, like, brutal. they're just like, I have 40 lands in my deck. Doesn't matter. Ah! <laughs> Doesn't matter. Take three from That's... these three top. <laughs> All right, Take... there's here is, is, is. I have another one. You can't yeah. counter it because it costs extra. Ah! Yep. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to lose baby. that guy. This, this card is a banger. Like Sphere is just spectacular. Uh, it and and just like you just lock out people so often with this deck. It's I really specifically funny. think you lock out. 12 12 decks yes you specifically look out 12 12 when they have to like when they can't even gush dude like it's, it's just so satisfying when they're like you know, paying I, a mana and they're they're going back to like do like one land to gush and then they play land and you know that they can't even counter spell the next thing that you're gonna do it's just so satisfactory oh i mean like <laughs> yeah but like in other decks i think it's not that good like when i was on the land still side and i realized i was about to counter i'm like oh no sphere is just that's their big threat and i'm like wait a minute resolves <laughs> let's see how this works out for you yeah well so that's kind of what happened against when i played against landstill the problem is like they had to counter all my spheres they also had to counter all my silver libraries they also had to counter all my stone rings so it just got to a point where my just they they just did not have any more counter spells (laughs) you have to counter the stone rings oh yeah like like, an oath though you're just like you let the sphere land and like what are you gonna do yeah, like you also, just have nothing that's dangerous for me. Exactly. the The problem with Oath Belush is that you know when we talked about the double pips thing. So because I I have I'm splashing for Cataclysm, I need to have like 50, at least fifteen or sixteen like white sources in my deck, which means that I'm using land slots to play uh, like the the layer lands. And I'm using sl- land slots to play like more secluded steps and stuff like that. In this deck, I just went like pedal to the metal. Like I'm only playing, I think, 11 or 12 red sources because I'm only splashing for like bolts and stone, a couple of stone rings, which by the way, stone rain gets blasted, like as you said earlier. So it may be that it's just this deck. It's possible that this deck just casts thermocars and winter traps more easily than it casts stone rain. But if that's the case, you shouldn't play stone rain. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. So everything about this deck was 100% theory crafted. Before the event, I have never played a game with this deck. I was just 
I just knew which decks I wanted to, I, I knew I was going to play against, right. which was uh, control decks, including Landsteel and Goblins. And I was like, I think green-white sucks against them. I think mono-green sucks against Goblins. And I think if I build this red-green deck somewhat correctly, I can be good against both of those decks. I, I and that's think exactly this, what happens. This deck is against Sly. Uh, I have not tried it, and I think it's probably bad. <laughs> okay. How do you think it is against, like, Finkula? Like, uh... Esper Wizards or whatever you call um, it. Well, I played against Blue White Flippy in the quarterfinals, and I destroyed my club. My I'm I'm not talking Blue White Flippy. I mean, Metal so Mages, I mean, Shadow right. Mage Infiltrators, Factor Fiction. Yes, yes. kind of. So a you're talking about like Blue White Flippy, but with worse mana, which seems like a feast for this deck. No, but really powerful wizards, right? Like you don't have a if somebody lands a Shadow Mage Infiltrator for sake of argument. You it's won't. kind of not going anywhere, right? You have two you lightning bolts. Dude. Yeah, you have you have lightning bolts, you have earthquake, and then you have you just play a terrorbore. Dude, th those decks have swords to plowshares, Fran. Yeah, but you also, I mean, dude, you're you're talking about like you. They need to answer your uh, factories. You need they need to answer your terrorbores. They need to answer your bolts. They need, it's just so many cards. It just get to. But they also need to cast the shadowman's infiltrator in the first place, right? They need to cast it through. Um, like the spheres and ports and wastelands, and the the same. On top of that, that deck not only has bad mana, but it also never plays enough lands. <laughs> so, it's like I, I I would love to play against like I'm that just style thinking, of deck so every round. The meetup I'm playing deck. on Thursday. I'm guessing there's going to be elves, Finkula, uh, Enchantress, elves, Finkula, Enchantress. Uh, there's eight signups already. I can't. I don't know who all is signed up, but those three for sure. Yes, I, I um, would love. I would love the the, the matchup with this deck. Yes, elves, I, elves, Finkula, and Enchantress. You like all three of those matchups? Yes. Elves, I mean, I elves is a question mark because your your LD does not quite do as much work against elves. That's where your spheres and your uh, your oath is doing the work. I so I've played elves, elves with the green white version and I I like the matchup. I yes, thought it was exactly. pretty good. So green white is much better against elves than this. You also have cataclysm. Like what's, what's well, you have four swords versus two bolts. Those are yeah, that's you have, different. You have, yeah, but you have pyroclasm. But like cataclysm is the big one. Like cataclysm against elves is actually very very good. Uh, oh man, do it, I have to leave it naturalize? I hate naturalize. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but, but I, I need it. I mean, what you can do is you can just play um, furnace instead, right? If you have furnace, then you don't really need the naturalizes. But uh, this list only has one furnace, though, so like, good luck drawing it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, so elves doesn't beat you if they're only drawing. They're, if they're still drawing one spell a turn, like they can't really beat you. Uh, but if they're if they're drawing like two cards a turn, that's when they beat you. Uh, especially uh, the sphere, right? Like they, they can't just start like messing around with like symbiote plus like bounce the acolyte when everything costs them one more mana. What's our sideboard plan against elves? Uh, uh I do you take out the stone rain stuff? They have like I, I would definitely like cut stone rains, yes, and I would bring in furnace, cursed totem, and uh, the three pyroclasms. Three, four, I five. Would maybe maybe living like one or two stone rains. You don't, you don't have a choice, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking Call of the Herd's got to be better than Stone Rain. No, because you want to trigger Oath. Like, Oath is your main game plan, right? Uh, I feel like they also, have also infinite this, ways of fighting an Oath. 
Yeah, yeah, but like, but they have to have it, and they also have to fight your curse totem, and like, they also have to fight through your pyroclasm. So there's there's stuff like I have not played the elves uh, matchup, but I would feel much more comfortable if I were playing red white. That that much I can tell you for sure. I think like we'd have to map the. Uh... That's really interesting because like cataclysm, which is like kind of has like the stone rain thermocars kind of slot in that deck is quite yep. good and the stone yep. thermal cars are kind of pretty weak yeah by con- by comparison i think if we're in a map i like i think sphere of resistance is probably worse for us than it is for them all their I stuff costs helps. one yeah like well but that's kind of the point though like if all of the, all of the cost co- all of the stuff called one so when you make all of that stuff cost two that's literally twice as much yeah so but instead of playing two spells in one turn they're only playing one which yeah, is a but, big deal because their spells are not as good as yours. Well, but once they get to the point where they're like their deck just starts to hum, like one additional tax on an even card is right. Just but what deck beats the elves deck wonders once their deck starts to hum? Like Red. there's literally nothing in the format that does that. Red goblins. Sure, but like both no, of those decks ta- beat elves no, after no. they've gone off. No, no, you're talking about after the deck starts to hum. That, that when they're tapping priest of Titania for like four mana or five mana. Sly does not beat that. We saw that in in like the, the in the when Martin yeah. Berlin played against Pablo in the in the the European Nationals, right? So, so you're saying so, like once once the engine's going, yes, yeah. So no deck beats elves. Period. But you like, have. The, to... I mean, I guess like Angry Hermit or like something like that. that no, no. That's, after that's the, the engine is online, yeah. Like if you're playing against a master, they kill you once the engine is online, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's they're the like thing, tribal right? force mage or whatever, and you're right. you're toast. All it all it kills you, no matter what. Oh yeah, I mean, That's, I that that I, we know. I'm always just amused at people who think they know how to operate the elves deck. I'm like, eh. First of all, you did like 30 damage. I'm good enough to have done 300 damage this turn. Neither of us are good because Ole would have won last turn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you're 30 exactly. damage. I'm not impressed with. I could have done exactly. 300. We both suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is that is whenever I play elves, that's exactly how I feel. It's just like, yeah, all I would have won two turns ago. Literally. But, but I still won. So we're it's playing fine. a turn that shouldn't exist. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent hundred percent But uh, but yeah, no, I think I'm really having this deck. I think it still needs some work. Like as I'm saying, maybe you should not even be playing the earthquake in the first place. Maybe earthquake is just sick and I just didn't draw it. I don't I know. I think I have a beta though. So I have to go back as a when was the last Ooh. time it was like important to play an earthquake? Oh. I think I have a beta. I'd have to. Oh, okay. No, yeah. So I don't know. That's Palouche. more justification than I need. Yes. Palouche, you you the def- and the pollution. The so the... you you <laughs> specifically play the earthquake. I, I don't know. know if... I I think I have one, but I have to go dig because I it has it hasn't come up that I've had to play an earthquake. Recently. Of course, of course. But I, I I think there is. So what I do what I do think you want is four libraries. Like that part is is it's written in stone for me. It's spectacular, and I wouldn't play any less. I also think that four Mox Diamond is uh, too many. I don't know if three is the number. I don't know if two is the number. What about uh, one? That's what we play. In- <laughs> yeah, that, uh, one feels like. It, it's either two or three. One feels like at that point just play zero, and like we yeah, saw if, what happened. So one is good when you're playing with and against Cataclysm. So, um, yeah, but, but, but so what Mox does is it turns. You know how I said that you use your mana every single turn. Um, that really matters because 
Mox Diamond turns your ETB tap lands into untapped lands if you need them to be. And that could oh, be a cool. really big deal. That could be a really, really big deal. Uh, also, you need Mox Diamond. Funnily enough, you need it for the fixing. Because if you don't play Mox Diamond, you you need to play like City of Brass or like uh, some other like bad I, card. I hate like... City of Brass. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. Especially in a deck like this, which I'm telling you, taps its entire mana every single turn. And every time you tap City of Brass, every four taps, that's one less card that you're drawing from Silver Library. And I don't like that. I'm not a fan of... There's no way I'm tapping library. all my land every turn. I played Oath Pollution, and I just drew five lands in a row a lot. So <laughs> there's no way I'm tapping on my land every turn. Because you were not playing four libraries. If I played playing... whatever freaking list you put in front of me. <laughs> yes, but that list was like a month ago. Like, a month ago <laughs> is a long time, Mike. <laughs> whatever list you put in front of me, that's what I played. So Mike. whoever's getting the blame <laughs> is you. Whoever's getting the credit is me for my brilliant play. <laughs> Mike, Mike, this is this moves quickly, okay? Like the 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 free modern, the fastest moving format, <laughs> dude. Like you say it jokingly, but like look at the format today yeah, and look at the format two crazy. weeks ago. Crazy, it's, it's insane. Crazy, it's ridiculous how much this format evolves. So it, I mean, it definitely evolves more than modern. I'll tell you that much. When we were prepping for LobsterCon, I didn't even consider Red Deck a playable deck, right? I yep. just didn't think it was playable, right? And now I think no it's copies, just no copies what? in the top eight or anything like that. Now I think it's just straight up like one of the three best decks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a we figured out how to beat 12 12, but like when you're just like 12 12 and parfait, and parfait's got like I always have ivory tower and yeah. I always have parfait was a big like, deal, you know, land tax, fueling my ivory tower, and I yeah. have Zuran orb, you know, like. You know, like that was a that was a rough time for to be a red deck, and like you know, red still loses to twelve twelve in game one the majority of the time. But I just, I just, Lanny and I were arguing about this at the at the volleyball meetup. You know, I was just, I'm like, I think it's just one of the three best decks, and one of the reasons I think it's so good is because how good it is against Oath Pollution. There's like not a top eight that there's not like Oath Pollution like one or two copies every single top eight. Because Oath Pollution is tier one. Yeah, and so well. <laughs> So my argument is like, or you guys are like, Oath Pollution's tier one. I'm like, well, red beats Oath Pollution like a red-headed stepchild. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. it beats elves. And it's pretty good against go it's not It's not like automatic against goblins, but it's pretty good against goblins. And, you know, like all the tier twos, it 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 puts up a good fight, except unless they're Rifter, right? Yeah. Um, red is very good. Red is very, very good. I, so I, I agree with that. Know, I so I, I, I still think like blue white uh pollution knot or whatever, Argent knot is uh <laughs> is the best deck, but Everything none of us ever play it, right? Like, <laughs> why would I play the best deck? Just just give it to Etai. It's it's really funny because like I was not playing in the I I for for a while there I was just like trying out different decks and I was doing poorly in the leagues and I stopped qualifying for the playoffs because it actually got competitive and like it actually got hard to qualify for the playoffs and then I said yeah okay I have to stop I just have to stop messing around I have to play a real deck and I played league with with uh, blue white and I qualified immediately I'm like okay cool <laughs> got it <laughs> still um, got it it's not gone. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, one of the reasons I like Red so much is, like, Binary Soloist, who's, like, brand new to the format, just keeps 5-0-ing. And, yep. you know, he's, he's a capable player, right? He's a he's an experienced burn player from other formats. But I'm just like, look, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have, like, the $1,000 collection, right? Like, you know, like, the joke <laughs> is, like, you know, 
I, I literally can make every deck. Like, I could literally field two elves decks. Like, some of my Findhorn elves will be new border. But gross. But yeah, so you I know. can't. So you can't I, field two elves decks. I could I could field I could <laughs> technically field two elves decks, you know? Um I can almost field three elves decks, but I, I actually I guess I have ten guys cradles and two foil guys cradles. Yeah, I could field three elves decks. Well, there you <laughs> go. So uh so there you go. Um uh the so but like, you know, a lot of new players can't field any elves decks, right? So they're like, all right, well, red is a relatively affordable deck for you to play. But the fact that it's so competitive is it's like a big deal to me. Like it's anybody awesome. anybody it's who awesome. just owns the dual lands to play, you know, modern or whatever. Yeah. The rest of the deck is like not even a yeah. hundred bucks, probably. I, I was actually thinking about that, you know, the, the black white control deck that we were talking about. And I realized uh, yesterday that it's extremely cheap. You can buy it entirely in New Border. Uh, I think Dust Bowl that, is not gross. Is not, okay. First of first of all, gross. But like Dust Bowl is literally the only expensive card in the entire. Deck. No, no, it's the, I think it's the only card that's not a New Border. Yeah, so you can buy you can buy the whole thing in Magical Line for like less than forty bucks or something like that. It's it's really cheap. Um, the the Dust Bowl is literally the only expensive card in the entire deck. It's it's very. How funny. much does Dust Bowl cost? Um, in paper, it costs like fifteen or twenty bucks or something like oh, that. Oh, that's not even that expensive. There's not like a hundred Dust Bowls in the deck. No, right no, 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 no. So that's literally the most expensive card in the entire deck because because it's just playing a bunch of commons and uncommons. <laughs> like he's playing like duresses and like Jura's verdict. All right, so decree of justice. So after I won uh the volleyball tournament. It's just last week at this point. It's not even that long ago, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I decided to pull the trigger. I told trigger. you, this moves quickly, man. I decided to quickly. pull the trigger. So mm -hmm. I pulled the trigger. So I was just like, I'm not going to... For the longest time, I'm like, I'm just not going to do this. It's just stupid. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, everything, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I own eight wooded foothills. So I bought four new-bordered wooded foothills. <laughs> I bought Why? four gold-bordered bloodstained mire. <laughs> and you built another red deck? Yeah, all entirely in garbage border. So Ugh. if it if it's not a new border card, it's Ugh. a gold border card. But here's the thing. I bought World Championship sideboard gold bordered curse scrolls from the Brian Hacker deck. And I'm really good friends with Brian Hacker. So I'm going to have him sign the Brian Hacker. Nice. He, he moved to New York. So we, we hang out here, right? It's, it's super nice. weird, right? Like Patrick Sullivan was telling me like, Oh, when I was a kid, I just dreamed of hanging out with Jamie Park and Brian Hacker. I'm like, I literally walked past Jamie Park walking his dog the other day. <laughs> I love I just literally hang out with Brian Hacker every week now, right? So I'm gonna have Hacker sign. My, he's in Paris though, so texted me yesterday. He's like, oh, I can't now. I'm in Paris, and he sent me a picture of a party he was at. So uh, <laughs> he's like, Team Dickhead lives. Um, so uh, he uh, I'm gonna have Hacker sign the Hacker Curse Scrolls. That's gonna be the lark, but. Yeah, I mean, good, I got the ridiculous looking red blasts and pyroblasts. And Ugh. then there's no new bordered overload, but I shouldn't have played overload anyway. And let me tell you, they've got foil etched mog salvages. I <laughs> oh, so, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. This deck, have you they seen also the have, Jack? They also have new frame mog salvages. Have you have you seen the 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 pup? He's hideous. And I've got like I, every single time they get more of those uh, Mog Fanatics that look like like the Christmas Gremlin or whatever, I just yep. buy them all. 
Oh. Right, so I have all the foil Christmas gremlin mog fanatics. Things, why, why do they do that? Like, there's I that don't one. Know. I'm, These I'm, don't even look like magic cards. Some there's the lackey too. Like the, the the lackey that looks very ridiculous. I hate that one. Oh, I don't so own much. that card. So I need to get like a couple of like crappy printed. Like it'll be even better if they're like slightly mismatched. So I'm gonna. I need to get oh some God. crappy. I yeah. Like my goblin stack has like you're going. You're going full full on uh, fill. Right. No, that's, I'm like that's that's where you're going. On really like Mike Arnold, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, so I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm like saying. Like, red angel, Mike Angel face. Ugh, I mean, my gross. my red deck that I play is beautiful. It's like because Lady gave me these, just gave me these foreign black bordered lightning bolts. After that, I became in, invincible. Oof. Yeah. I, I think that he has the sexy. better end of the deal because I don't even know how many of my cards he has right now. Of like, <laughs> he's just like, let me just buy these intuitions <laughs> off you, and I'm like, I don't really want to sell the intuitions. He's just like. And then, like, Land starts laughing at me. And I'm like, why are you laughing at me? He's like, because you won't sell him the intuitions. He's like, just let me buy him. Like, How many intuitions do you have? I'm like, I don't know, like 20. He's like, just let me <laughs> buy him. And I'm like, no. Land's laughing at me. He's like, and I'm like, why are you laughing at me? He's like, because he's just has the intuitions for free. Because yeah. you're not letting him buy him. <laughs> are you going to ask for him back? You don't even know how many you own. <laughs> Before he does have a good point. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So you just I, sold them to Lanny for no money instead well, of for yeah, actual money. I think money. like he felt bad about it, so he keeps lightning bolts. <laughs> I don't know if I could field a replenish deck right now because <laughs> I gave Lanny that's, a lot of my replenish cards. That's I don't know which sad. ones are mine. So, but. um, but uh, I, I mean, he probably knows which ones. Are mine. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. So that was hilarious. He's just like by not selling him the intuitions. <laughs> You sold the intuitions for nothing. You just gave them away. Yeah. Great, great deal. So uh, I wanted to like go back a little bit to um, to to the, the tournament, uh, yeah. Which I wanted because I wanted to talk about the second place list. Did you see this one? So this Dom Harvey deck is like if if uh, Replenish and Landyhoth had like a really ugly baby, right? That's yes. That's exactly what it is. So it's basically like a hybrid between like Terror Oath and Replenish. And I kind of love everything that's going on here. <laughs> How can you not like the double white pips in your 28 land for Mox Diamond Green White deck, but you can like the double blue pips in this 24 land two mox diamond deck well, because, because he's when you playing, say everything you're including something like that well but this deck is playing 23 colored sources right like while i'm playing i'm playing 29 lands right but like 12 of those are actually just colors lands so they don't they don't really tap for mana he's also playing mox diamonds which i think it's it's cool but like we played and he won game one by oathing into terror war and then just killing my own terror wars um so i never i i we played an entire match and um no he, he won by a tutoring like enlightening tutoring for parallax wave to attack through with his terror war over over mine even though i had the oath in play and I did not see Parallax Tide. I did not see Attunement until the very last turn of game three. Uh, so he, I did not know that he was a Replenish deck until I saw his deck list after he so got baited. <laughs> his, so his Oath makes Replenish bazig. Yes. Right? Like, yes, like exactly. Every Replenish he casts is just like a bang, bang, bang. Exactly. So, But isn't he, like Humility, Terravore, Opalescence kind of terrible? 
Yeah, so I think humility is just like a one of to two or four when he when he falls behind. Yeah, but he, he might does... accidentally get it on a replenish. Uh, yeah, but then he's. I think the way that it works, like his enchantments are still big. So you're. His yeah, one but he creature... loses all of his parallax abilities, right? Yeah, but like he has the bigger enchantment. So like he at that point he loses to a wrath, but like he's probably not going to have a wrath uh, humility against a wrath deck anyway, right? But um. So, so, so yeah, so he's got a lot of this stuff going on. So he obviously have, has like Parallax Tide and Wave uh, with uh, four, uh, four Seal of Cleansing as well. So he, he has those combos going on. He also has Oath. He has three Library, not four, but still three is pretty good. And then he also had like post Cyborg. I think he sided out his Oaths against me and he brought in Anorid Brushhopper, which I thought was kind of genius. And he beat me down <laughs> with this, like one of the games that we played, uh, which was pretty sick. Um, so there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Wait, so he has a mox in his sideboard? Yes, I think that he he's ready to like pivot into being an oath deck or pivot into being a replenish deck, depending on the situation. I think that's the approach he's going for, which I think it's kind of awesome. <laughs> It's it's very cool. Um, he also has like Orange Chan to like force the, the 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 combo through chills against burn and stuff like that. Uh, very interesting looking deck, and this is just straight up brew. Like we were talking about how quickly premodern uh, moves, and then this deck entirely new concept just like takes second in a 37, 35, 36 person event. It's it's kind of awesome. Uh, how would I fight this deck? Uh, I guess price or progress. He doesn't have circle red anything, right? He has two chills. Yes, yes. I, I would imagine this deck cannot beat burn. And he, he probably needs to go full on replenish at that point. I mean, he still needs to be fast. When I I I played the I played the replenish red match a ton of times at LobsterCon last year. I won every time, including mm-hmm. against the then you know this is a pre binary soloist days so. Uh, Aaron Dix was still considered a good red player back then. Um, and I, <laughs> nice. I, I beat him in the top eight at lobster con. Uh, nice. but when I was, uh, replenish against Tom Matelski in PSS four, uh, he handily defeated me. Uh, so I'm thinking it makes sense. I'm thinking, uh, uh, spe- speaking, speaking of Tom Matelski, he also got there. I actually played against him in the, in the semifinals. Yeah, so he actually submitted a psychic talk because he said that if he ever, if they ever, um, if the promotion challenge ever happened on MTGO, he would play psychic talk in the very first one, and he he actually did, and then he he played this version which I I really like because it's cutting a bunch of the fat that I've seen of of psychic talk decks in the past. You know, you see psychic talk decks and they always have stuff like. Um, like mental note and like nonsense <laughs> like that, right? And well, peak Tom, is just better than mental note and psychotog. I think. I don't even. I don't even know, dude. Like, I. I mean, personally, I, I'm the, a very big peak anti fan. So, like, I just, I just don't like peak. I think it's just worse <laughs> opt. Uh, but that's with that's with mental image. So that's that's a different conversation. But I mean, it's actually it should be good with mental image, right? It is. So the problem is that uh, so this this is like a different conversation, but um. The issue that I have is like peak gives you the cards that have in hand and Medley Mage should name the cards that beat you, not the cards that your opponent has in hand. Does so, that make sense? Well, so the, it, it doesn't matter if your opponent has like, if you're playing blue-white and your opponent has, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, they have 
survival and like whatever. Uh, if the card that beats you because you have the combo rolled up is naturalized, you name naturalized anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. They have survival and they have like wirewood symbiote and they have like discards. You know. Um, well, so it, if you have uh, the combo rolled up, you just name naturalized anyway because that's the, the card that beats you. The way I think about it is this: um, Antoine Ruel won Pro Tour Los Angeles with uh, Psychozog, right? Mm -hmm. Then in the PTQ season that followed, Richard Feldman won one of the early PTQs. Played basically Ruel, Psychotog, Black Blue deck. Added one Maloku, the Clouded Mirror, so he had like a fifth threat. Uh, mm -hmm. I think in place of the Wonder, which made a lot of sense to me. But then his big innovation was he cut Mental Note for Peak. And I liked it so much for two reasons. One of them is your deck has a very narrow number of threats. And so like sometimes you Mental Note a Psychotog. And the opponent having to beat three total Psychotogs in your 60 versus having to beat four might be a big deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then second of all, uh, you know, if you just peek to see if they have the removal spell, right? Like, so like this is not a ment a meddling mage deck, right? So you're just like you uh, peek, so, yeah. you're like, oh, they don't have the removal spell, play the psychotog, right? If they have the removal spell, you know, play to, you know, get your duress or you know, your upheaval or whatever your setup spell is, uh, rather than risking the psychotog. But you could just it's like, oh, well, coast is clear, let's rock and roll. And, right, but you know, what, what I'm saying is, like, your opponent can still draw the removal spell. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you, you yeah, can, but you, you can think that it's you give them like one out. turn, right? But like, but but that's what I'm saying. So maybe if you instead of oh they don't have it and they drew it and they top deck oh they got so lucky instead of doing that you don't know their hand and you play it slow and you don't overextend or you don't you don't play into it because you don't know if they have it. In fact, it may lead you into making a worse play in because the, you think because you think the coast is clear when in reality, like you know, your opponent the, can always stop deck when they're in missing. The finals right? of the of the thousand dollar tournament I won, my mm -hmm. opponent has two cards in hand, right? So he has a he played a first turn hidden gibbons in game two, right? So all I did was attack with my Grim Lava Mancer for like three or four turns because like nice. all, all my rest <laughs> of my cards are instants, right? So it's a bird of paradise. I don't even have any cards in my graveyard nice. to kill the bird of paradise. I'm just swinging with Grim Lava Mancer, right? So <laughs> he has a survival. He's down to two cards though, right? He's only had two cards in hand. You know, he's got lands in play, a bird, a survival, and, uh, and this hidden gibbons that's in enchantment mode, right? So I draw... Uh, I draw Urza's Bauble, right? He's only got two cards. Okay, so I'm like, Bauble you. And the card that is revealed is an opposition. I'm like, no way I'm losing to this opposition. I count up all my lands. I count my hand. Look at my Grim Lava Mancer. I'm like, I have exactly 20. So I'm like, let's go. In the middle of my 20s, a fire blast, right? Because I actually need the land in my graveyard to, uh, you know... I think turn on my barbarian ring. It's like really complicated, but I can get to 20, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know both of his cards. I just know that one of them is an opposition. Well, the other one was a hydroblast. So nice. this is a disaster. Now I've lost three cards, turned on his hidden gibbons. On his turn, he draws into a creature, gets a squeeze. survival going. Yeah. Well, then gets a spike feeder, right? So I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, this is, is this going to go to three? Like wow. no, and so little Grim he did some work. Uh, wow. but my opponent I think was just a little unfamiliar with playing against Grim Lava Mancer. He let me put him to two, right? He passed the turn on two. Once he's on two, he's dead, right? So yeah. I'm like, 
shoot you for two. He's like, in response, I'm like, in response, shock, flashback, flashback. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't go to two. You yeah. just sacrifice the spike feeder. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, he'll he'll know that for next time. But that's, uh, that's how he goes. Uh, but but yeah, so that's like my little uh, peak side note. But but yeah, it, it very much applies no, it, to, to Metal Mage. I don't it know. Applied to me in this situation. Yeah. It's, so that's that's still like why I think peak is very. I, I mean that I think that's probably like the most overhyped card in the entire format. Peak? I've seen people playing. No peak. one peaks. How can it be the most I, overhyped? I because I've seen people cutting opt for them in in blue white dreadnought i'm just like that the most, that, the that most, means it's it's overplayed the most overplayed card that isn't that good is still good isn't that good is impulse dark ritual no nobody plays dark ritual uh, some people still do other than david other than david daniel who has yeah, ever won a match with a dark ritual in their deck he, he insists on dark ritual he loves yeah. that card too much poor guy it's like a sickness. Have you? I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Have, have put it in their deck. I'm saying has ever won a match. Yeah, I, in their that's, deck. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but but yeah. So Tom's deck plays Portent instead, and he's playing Duresses, which are great, and yes. he's just playing good cards no instead of playing in his black deck. Nope. Only playing good cards. No in impulse. His, in his deck. Okay. Uh, yeah. This deck should have should, instead of two factor fiction. What if this deck had like two intuition or one intuition and a second deep uh you you could i mean you have ak um but factor fiction is factor fiction does a lot of work with psychic dog in particular yeah right? then what are you doing playing deep analysis then like you just pick a lane i think if you're gonna go deep analysis you go deep analysis because you get intuition for it with the ak's that's what i think yeah and he I just mean, doesn't have him yeah i mean you you can kind of go about it however however you want really i i, I think that the one of deep analysis is probably fine you could probably just play factor fiction deep analysis is better when you're trying to like get more raw cards though like against in a matchup like against the rock i'd rather have deep analysis than like factor fiction same thing against like standstill just casting a draw two twice is so much better than just casting factor fiction once and then getting it countered oh this deck also has four gush hell yeah <laughs> Gush is insane with Psychodog. Well, he had six damage, but like, but this like deep analysis, two factor fiction, four AK, four Gush. This is nothing but wind. <laughs> yes, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of air, but like you also have a lot of business. Like he he makes up for that by playing Snuff Out, for example. Like Snuff he makes Out up for that awesome. by attacking you one time with Psychodog and crossing yeah, his fingers. Exactly. <laughs> No, but 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 I like I like his version. Uh, the the Moors are also kind of nice, and uh, the only thing I'm not a huge fan is the eradicating the sideboard. Like I feel like that card is pretty. So you didn't like eradicate when I put it in your black white deck either. No, that's just, I just... that's just because if I resolve it against you, you can't win. No, I think that if you have eradicate, you probably beat me with anything else. Like the the days of like so oath. Okay, so if I guess if he had had eradicate against me, no, any removal spell would have done it. Like, so when he was playing against me, he only needed to connect once, right? If he if no, he had no, no, a removal no. spell, Fran, think about it like this: if you eradicate the terrorvores, it's not just that you're killing the terrorvores, right? Which obviously it's really good to not get killed by terrorvores, right? So that's a big deal. 
You yeah. turn the oaths off. I know, but like you can just smother. So the the thing is, no, that's I, I need four smothers to do that. One eradicate mm-hmm. turns off all the oaths. Well, so if you are triggering oath, it's because you have a psychotic in play, which means that you only need to attack once. No, you could just. What if you would just hard cast a terrible? Like you don't have you an oath. You just in remove play. it. You just remove it. Like yeah, you, what, you if, just I, what if I removed it with an eradicate? I'm just saying yeah, it's a, it's a big game, man. I you so I'm played with eradicate, dude. It's four mana. Four mana is so much. It's so much, and it's also sorcery speed. So like it's basically using one full cyber slot specifically for oath and nothing else. I heard a little birdie told me that oath pollution was tier one. It is tier one, but I mean, it's not very good against ball lightning. But no, it's not. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the, so what I'm saying is, smother is just as good against oath pollution as eradicate is. That's what I'm saying. Like, if eradicate is like maybe a little bit better. The difference is smother you can also use against blue eye dreadnought and like every other deck that has creatures in the format. <laughs> Uh, well, like, are you going to bring in Eradicate against Goblins? Like, are you really doing no. that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, so- you guys are crazy with your like one and two engineered plagues. I was so happy I played four engineered plagues in your playable dead guy AL deck. I would yes. not have won if I had had like, like an infest does not save me. Though. Like, I well, think people just don't play engineered plague correctly. Respectfully, I've seen the good players of pre-modern who we talk about a lot play engineered plague wrong i have so, seen that happen that's and actually so it that's actually a good thing believe a lot of people just they don't play the card right They're like oh this card wouldn't have saved me i'm like no you literally play the card wrong no so i think that specifically infest is better against goblins while engineered plague is better against the format as a whole so when i played uh, the black white deck in the event in argentina which was like a month ago at this point now um i was expecting like goblins is very popular in in argentina so i was expecting to see there and i actually played a match against goblins i think it was like round two or three and I was in a situation where I was on the draw. My opponent led on a turn one lacking. I did not have the removal spell. And then on turn three, they, uh, he tutored for uh, um, King. He tutored for Goblin King. So if I had spent turn three casting engineer play, I would have just lost. While instead I cast Infest and I just obviously well, won very I mean, easily from there. Specifically the black-white deck. I think the way I had it set up, I had... I don't I don't remember if I brought Sphere of Law. When I played it in the Pro Tour, the black white deck uh in 2005 i didn't have swords of clashers i don't think it was legal so um but i had like three sphere of law but speaking of uh eradicate uh part of my sideboard packaging against goblins back then was to bring in cranial extraction um where i was just like if i have sphere of law i i just use my removal spells to manage my life total so that sphere of law keeps me alive and then like one or two, when I just cast cranial extraction, I make it so my opponent can't win anymore. Or they'll like deck out or something. Right. Yeah, well, like, and I think eradicate is pretty similar to that. So the problem is that, uh, that format was a lot, those probably a lot slower than pre-modern, right? Uh, yeah. So the burn deck was one of the best decks. Uh, it does not have fire blast. Right. So yeah, it does. So I, I don't remember it's... if it had lightning bolt even. It's uh, it's just it's just different formats. So like I don't think you can really compare them like so like heads up. Especially like even though the decks played similar cards, like there it's it's just oh, yeah, a different yeah, yeah. my deck just didn't have 
sword supply shares, right? Yeah, that, that, so I, that's, that's mother and wrath of God, but not sword supply shares. Uh, I think the the card that you and you and Tom missed, but I think that's because you play a lot of exalted angels. But it might be right. That's the thing. I'm not sure about this, but in a lot of the formats where uh, the cards that you're identifying and kind of like the onslaught block white cluster, uh, yeah. the weakest card is is exalted angel because it's it's just less durable than all the other stuff you're playing, right? Like eternal dragons are naturally card advantageous. Decrees are naturally card advantageous. Exalted Angel, man, if you start hitting somebody with it, you feel like a king. But remember, look at the top eight of the Misty Finals finals. Um, Caleb hit his opponent like four times with an Exalted Angel yeah. with a warmth and a circle of protection red in play and lost the game. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that that match, uh, I think Caleb was like too scared of like using Skeletal Scrying. So he was going for like a little bit of a slow death as opposed to like trying to pull ahead and then ended up punishing him. Well, he got gear uh, two'd out, right? Like he's yes, exactly. Finite, yeah, finite exactly. number of wins. Uh, he so needed to get, he was, get more material. Yeah, he that's that. I feel like that's what happened because he got to a point where he was like casting a total dragon every other turn, and uh, but his opponent was he just had the curse scroll going. So, so Tom's deck, this Psychotog deck is this is basically a twelve twelve deck with Psychotogs instead of twelve twelves, right? Like that's uh, yes, uh, yeah. I also like the the fact that he's. He's not playing like underground sea. So at least underground river, you mean? Underground river, yeah. Yeah. So he like wasteland is actually not that good against this deck. So I I actually do like that part a lot. Um so but but yeah, it's basically like a 12-12 deck with uh, just more card advantage than 12-12 deck, right? How long it's... until we get to like Esper Oath Pelouche? So <laughs> instead instead of the oaths and the terrors, we're just like four vindicate, four recoil. Right, <laughs> that's my thermocars package. Woo! Recoil Woo. and vindicate are the best. They are the best thermocars you will ever cast, Fran. Dude, like, ima- imagine a recoil. I mean, a third. You, I'm gonna thermocars your your survival of the fittest. I would. I would really like to uh, winter's grasp your terravore. <laughs> Dude, recoil. Recoil is definitely a banger. Like, I'm. I'm a big fan of recoil. I think that this this one in particular is. Uh, is is pretty underplayed. Like we're talking about underplayed cars now. Like recoil, I, I think it's it's pretty good. What if you just played playable dead guy ale splash blue for recoil for vindicate as the basis? <laughs> start from uh, there. <laughs> start from there. I mean, the, the whole points of P- PDGA is that the mana is good, right? Like it fixes dead guy ale's actual biggest problem. Yeah, but so. the black black white doesn't have. It doesn't have a natural good mana bridge, but actually, if you add blue, the mana doesn't get any worse. What do you just well, play an island? Does. No, no, no. Think about this. You play an island, right? Okay. Now, four of your... I don't know how many planes you cut because you like Eternal Dragon, right? But you can just cut four swamps for, um, deltas. for, for polluted deltas. You probably don't lose that much action. You Maybe you lose Dust Bowl action, right? Uh, in order to In order to play... Or to play the um, the flooded strands, you have nine sources of blue without ever have ever actually having to commit to uh to a second a second blue land. Who can destroy a basic island, Fran? Like I mean, seriously, they can, they can tap it, but I mean you can you can recoil, yeah, you on, recoil. On anyway, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah okay, I mean, maybe. imagine you were playing playable dead guy ale, and your blue cards are. Recoil and factor fiction. The rest of your deck is the same. Would you like to factor fiction into an eternal dragon? 
How do you feel much, about that going into the down pile? How many planes? So I the, the nice thing about PDJ is that you have nine planes. So like you get paired against control and you just own them because you never run out of planes. So, yeah, like, so you probably need to go down to like six at no. most. What if you played eight planes? Played eight planes and you get your you get your flooded strands out of the other other parts of the mana base. There's like a lot of land. You, you cut you cut Cave of Coilos then, which means that your black mana is now going to be a little bit more complicated. Uh, you could H- however, however, you wanna, however you want to slice it, like you're just you're just giving up way too much, I think. Dust Bowl is basically a recoil for lands. There you go. We, we solved it. I, I already solved it all along. I, I, you, could, you could, how about this? Ask, ask, ask Lanny about how good Dust Bowl is against Replenish. Yeah, but we, did, did you see that? Did you see that match? You can't possibly <laughs> imagine that the version that I'm saying that is recoil to add to the Vindicate is not a hundred times better against oh, Replenish. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> against Replenish. It's abs- it's absolutely hilarious. Like, You've got I, like some pretty thin cards in in playable dead guy, right? Like not really. Like, what's the worst card in that deck? Wait, you're telling me you wouldn't trade in two of your skeletal scryings for factor fictions? Yeah, I mean that part, yes, but like, yeah. I would not. I would not like mess with my entire mana base for that. It's not. It, it would not be that painful. I think you could I go down to eight planes so. and be very happy. Also, like. The good thing about this deck is that you're throwing so much stuff into the graveyard, so Skeletal Scrying is always live. Like, yeah. you, you X equals, like, five or six very often. I've been Skeletal Scrying for years, Fran. I'm telling you, what if your first Skeletal Scrying was, is already, that. was already fueled by a factor fiction? Instead right, of fighting... So here's the thing. Your Skeletal Scryings fight with each other, right? Like, so... Yes. So, like... All your skeletal scrying get increasingly worse, right? Because they they're competing for graveyard space. Factor fictions fueling skeletal scryings is actually pretty awesome. I don't disagree with that at all. It's just that the cost of doing that would be to is one island, right? But it's it's not the, it's not the one island that bothers me. Is the fetchlands that bother me? The fetchlands are going to make your skeletal scrying so much better. That's that's true, and I know that David Dallas was playing like some fetch lands in. His, yeah, and he wasn't even doing the things I'm saying. He wasn't even trying, right? No, like, no, no. He was just like playing them just to feel skeletal crying. But your marriages, your like every fetch that you play to feel skeletal crying is like one extra life that you have to pay for skeletal crying. Yeah, but that which, a that that doesn't matter in half the matchups, and b it does even not. even in the matchups that it does matter, you can. Like the card I've been complaining about all night is Exalted Angel. Like you just make your Exalted Angel work a little harder. Right, it's like, but you it's can't okay. do that against the red deck, right? I mean, I even goblins. Like even even like giving up a life against goblins seems like a huge. Cost. I've never lost a game to playable dead guy, or actually, I've never played playable dead guy ale against Sly. But I have played regular non playable dead guy ale with Sly, and I've never lost a game that they didn't have Circle Protection Red in play. So. Like I just yeah, like I just easily beat them, right? Like exactly. Uh, so, that's that's kind of the game plan that I'm going for. But like, if you're yeah, but, doing their work for them and you have eight fetchlands, like now all yeah, of a sudden their curse crawls and like and their barbarian rings are a lot more live, right? I don't disagree with you, but what if you could just recoil their survival of the fittest? <laughs> <laughs> so you just want to recoil shit? That's that's what you're doing. Recoil is literally—you literally just won this challenge. 
you didn't even play the right stone ring. <laughs> okay. Even if you were biasing your deck, like what kind of meddling mage lunatic is going to name Winter's Grasp with their meddling mage? Fine. That is the only reason <laughs> you would play three Winter's Grasp and two Thermocarst or whatever. Right. Whatever keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally, I literally posted in the in the Illuminati Discord like before the event when I posted the list that I was gonna play, and I asked, and nobody answered. By the way, that's not cool, man. No, I, nobody I, I wasn't online. I, and, I didn't see because even today you're like, let's. I didn't see any of your things until you texted me. <laughs> I was like uh, out and about. I wasn't at my computer today. That's hilarious. Um, but like I posted I was playing like, a PTQ or whatever RCQ yesterday that I did not do well in. Were you playing burn? No, I played black. I played Roman made a, a black red control deck that it was really good. I it was really good. I played really well. I didn't win any matches. Great. So th- those Classic. things can actually happen. Yeah. Uh, but it, I was like joking, like uh, two different times that I've I've won uh, whatever uh, PPTQs. I went like o two the day before. Played the same 75 and the next day and went undefeated, right? It's like it just nice. I've done it twice. Yeah. Right. So like uh, you know, I'll just win the next one, so big deal. It's 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 whatever. It just happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, um, I don't really care that much. Like yeah, Star City events next week, and Landy's like, Are we just gonna go out for pre-modern on Sunday? I'm like, I could just go out a day earlier and try to win the standard PTQ, you know, and then play pre-modern on Sunday. But the problem is like if I the standard one is like a ten thousand dollar event over two days. So like, what if I'm like in day two of that event? Am I not gonna gonna drop to play pre modern? <laughs> I mean, how committed are you? I that's, I don't that's know. a real test right there. That is a test, right? Like, that is the real test. I'm, I'm how much so do you actually like so torn? Right? Like I'm so torn because like I have to play these. Con- I have to play these contemporary formats because I feel like I need I need to feel relevant. Like that's the like I don't really like them, you know. Dude, you should you should spend that time be making yourself relevant in pre-modern. You know what I'm saying? But there, I play every pre-modern event I possibly can. No, you did not play the challenge yesterday. I don't play these MTGO events. Well, maybe you should. That's that's all I all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, you have I an MTGO lot, account, don't you? I get a lot of. I have a. I have a MTGO account. The password is like literally like Lanny is God. <laughs> so that is the. I don't remember. I actually don't remember the login. So whoever is just gonna, oh, I'm gonna bust into Mike's account. Uh, I know his password now, right? Like, <laughs> good luck. I don't remember what the stupid email address is. I do know that the password is Lanny is God. So. We're halfway yeah, there. Yes, I technically have <laughs> an MTGO account. I, I'm putting I in quotes, have an MTGO account whose only purpose is to play test with Lanny. Nice. Lanny puts cards into the account, tells me which decks to play. I play against Lanny. And, and then he you only did this. Only did, I, I don't own any cards of my own in this account. You don't need the to. Only, only reason that we are doing this is I was making Lanny come t- to the Brooklyn strategist and we were just playing in person. He's like, I have to come all the way out here. We have to like pay table fee, no push all it. the F and M people away. If we're just going to play test pre-modern, just play online. Which honestly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and well, if you, if you do get it, you, you can play in stuff like the challenge too. Like I can lend you all the cars you want. Yeah. See, you're just like, Oh, maybe I should change the password to Fran is God. Maybe. <laughs> sure. 
I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, oh, I could probably just get my own Mana Traders account, pop in friends, promo code, and then like, you know, make YouTube videos or something. But yes, you I could. Just, my, my heart is not in playing MTGO right now. My joy is making deck picks. <laughs> That's, yeah. That is literally my joy. Which, I make are deck often, picks. which are often ugly. But... I post deck picks. That's what I like to do. Oh man! Yeah. When my oh, when all of my new red deck cards come in, I it's gonna be can't great. wait. I can't wait to great. to dislike <laughs> to 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 thumbs down thumbs down you my post. new deck pick. Yeah. So I I can tell you right now that the title of the of the deck pick it is instead of fuck it we ball it's gonna be who wore it better. <laughs> oh be, no! <laughs> who wore it better? <laughs> oh my Woo! god! Okay, I'm oh my god! Ready for like eight? Why is it nine? Nine mismatched full art new border uh mountains Ugh. <laughs> mismatched. Ugh. Woo! It's Why? Why? You should just like go with random like excellent basics. So like oh, sets I've... that had like very bad, you know, oh. like art, like that nobody Wait, ever this heard is about. Literally the deck I'm gonna have in front of me at Lobster Gone. But not even <laughs> full art. Just like Gold. regular new frame, like gross. Oh, I I can't look at that. <laughs> did, did you see? Like it was not that long ago that somebody pointed out how the new frame is literally just not centered. <laughs> did you see that? No. Did you see that? I I did you, not. You can do, like you just grab every any card, and it's just I I I can't. I don't think I can show you right now, but look it up. I, I'll post it later on because somebody posted it on the. I I picked up a card, but but you have like the blurry thing on the. Uh, it's not not centered, is it? Yes. Look at how the the stuff the side on the right side is more like it's thicker than the left. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what, what it's like. It, remember it's when? Literally... Remember when I got yelled at for bullying Pog? So I bought oh, yeah. these. Oh wow! Yeah, those. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, that was but... a loner this weekend. Yeah. So. Did you like after I saw that? I'm like, yeah, this is just why would they? Why would anybody ever want to do this? And like all of them are just off centered. It's just so upsetting. Like well, nobody says anything about it. How, but I how is everybody I can't okay just with play this? Like, random lands. I I can't look at that. I can't. Well, but <laughs> isn't your isn't your goal to tilt somebody? So you you need to find your goal is to like tilt somebody with a tilting yourself. Meaning that have you, you seen the pyroblasts and red blasts that are going to be in my deck? I know, but like it's gonna be you, awesome. So the problem with your like if you if you look at Phil's decks, they yeah. are entirely ugly. But they're you, all secret layer printed. I know, but like, but you have like all ugly cards and then just like gorgeous basics. You have like a beta <laughs> basic, you have like a fucking Arabian Knights basic. Like, like dude, like those are gorgeous. Like you're not committing to the bit. Like you have I, I literally I, I literally bit down on like the leather strap or whatever, and I bought the new board wooded foothills. But yeah, now I have like that's I a need, step in the right direction. I need more wooded foothills because I need to play your new deck. I guess I yes. could just move them out of my elves deck or whatever. Um for the night. You could. Yeah, but like now I'm in this zone where like I just can't keep my decks together. Because like there's like I know four, it's really annoying. There's like four oath decks that are all competing for the same core of cards. So like yeah, the landstill deck has like random white bordered wraths, right? Yeah. Right. Cause I like, know. cause Pog is like, all right, I want to play landstill, but I put all the good cards into the black white deck. I was playing that night. Right. So, yep. 
It's like, and what is this? <laughs> Landy Landy Hoth also plays Wrath, and now that yeah, you can't have like I know I have I know. enough. No, including white borders, I can support like Landy Hoth and Landstill and stuff at the same time. But like when you get to like some of the premier rare cards, like you, I do have, and I don't, I do have like a finite number of certain of the cards that I've over. Like I, like Sylvan Library is a good example, right? I have a lot of Sylvan Libraries, but I don't really have Sylvan yeah. Libraries I want to look at. You're gonna you're gonna need a lot of those, man. Yeah. Well, apparently I need a lot now. Oh, I only yeah. have one good one. I don't oh, know yeah. what happened to all my FBBs. Yeah, I have. I have Mike. Mike Arnold's gonna hook me up with the fourth copy that I'm missing because I only have. Uh, I only have three FBBs and like one white border. Uh, two FBBs and one white border, and now I need. I I used two to have. A, I used to have more <laughs> than a set of FBBs, so I don't know what happened to them. Um, I don't know, man. You have too many cards. I, I, yet maybe, not enough at the same time. I don't think I have three pyro. What a paradigm! No, no, I don't think I have three pyroclasms. Like looking me. Yeah, it's weird. Like which cards I don't have is totally weird. But like, not even like new border pyroclasms. Like you, you never play the card pyroclasm. I think I only ever own two. Like you know, I don't know. I just straight up don't think I have three pyroclasms for your sideboard. That's that's, that's, that's weird, right? That's low key sad. That's not, <laughs> not even weird. That's just weird, sad, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, when I when I made my elves deck, the, when I played in the thousand uh, dollar tournament bearded last year, right? Like yeah. I was like, all right, here's my elves deck. Like I, but I posted the deck pick the day before. So Ashok, who was running the tournament, is like, you can't come into my tournament with that. And so he just like he old bordered all the cards that were new bordered in my deck and sold them to me when nice. I walked into the tournament. <laughs> nice. Just like pre modern is a uh, an art gallery, you. and you shat on the doorstep. <laughs> yeah, uh, <I> know, right? <laughs> so uh that's oh, so what else is it they're talking about there's the rock deck is this mono black deck we're talking about it's it's mono black control uh avatar which, of whoa yeah hypnox hypnox which just do hard the cast did two it's, nether spirits um yeah decree I mean, of pain is like one of my favorite cards of all time oh yeah decree uh, of pain decree of justice those yeah. are the brothers yep this one was... drain life, one haunting echoes, one mind slip. This is how I would think I would want to build mono black control, but this can't be fast enough. Like this deck looks uh, like it's going to get run over by red deck and goblins. Uh, I mean, I know that it beat goblins at least once throughout the event. This seems like a tough matchup to me. Yep, dystopia got me good. You know, like the the game that I lost against it. Like dystopia did some serious work. I was like, oh, yeah, I get to land library onto my opponent plays dystopia. And I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, but it was a one for one then, right? Like he he paid one life and then your library yeah. went away and then that was it, right? Yeah, I mean, he he paid twice. So that was like a double time walk too, which was kind of annoying. The problem is like it wasn't really double time walk because I just destroyed his lands. So <laughs> it was it was not that much of a double time walk. But but I could not deploy anything, right? So it was pretty funny. Uh, but but yeah, who is who is the player on this? this deck? Was uh, Thorn of Wrath. I I don't know them, but like we we've been talking about because uh, he he was he was playing Dead Guy Ale, and I told him I think playable Dead Guy Ale is a lot better, so you should try that out. And then he ended up registering Mono Black for this event. Diabolic and... Tutor is the card that holds all this together. That card literally says, "Take off my fourth turn. What do you got?" Like, well, that's I think. Not... It 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 does, but what this deck is hoping to do 
is that Diabolic Tutor is like a turn like six or seven play, right? Instead of, I, I mean, least, I think that's what it's hoping to be. You need to draw your cards in some kind of the right order in this deck. Yes. yes or this do. deck seems fantastic against Dreadnought, though. Direct, yes, like, you probably can't win. Innocent Blood? Woo! Where's Four this? Edicts, two, two Innocent Blood, two, uh, smother? two Smother. Yeah, like it's just way too much to, to the, uh, with for the rest, right? Yeah. Uh, this plus deck seems in Arena. Absolutely yeah, great like, against Dreadnought. The Dreadnought um, Slayer. This deck. I mean, seems... there's there's the Armageddon tech right now, so I, I have not played it. I I have played against this kind of deck with Dreadnought before, but that was before we had the the, the Armageddon tech. So yeah, maybe you just hold back a Swamp and an Innocent Blood. Right, but you so that is true. You can do that, but that would require like a little planning. you can't you, you kind of can't win if you're doing that you know what i'm saying because like you're Why? trying to win because you're trying to win with corrupts no in you need, game you need to one have lands no, you no. Need to in have game lands. one i'm just gonna kill all your guys you have eight total threats yeah, yeah, yeah. game game one is unwinnable like yeah. so you you can't lose with this deck in game one like probably um it's it's game two that i'm talking about that's when the armageddon has come in so uh this sideboard is Ibris bringing two more innocent bloods you know what this deck needs is uh flip the the drain lifes and the corrupts you can't go heavy corrupt add some tainted woods and then and play like gaia's blessing or you know then i think that covers some of your bases you know that's not a bad idea actually the because like right now it's like too vulnerable to cards like brain freeze i think tainted tainted wood really makes your cabal coffers worse though why would you play Avatar of Woe instead of Vizara the Dreadful? Vizara um, costs two less mana. No, because uh, ten um, Avatar of Woe cons creatures in all graveyards, not just yours. Yeah, but like ten, ten is a lot. <laughs> ten is a lot of creatures to kill from your opponent. Yes, I know. I imagine this is more of like a goblins thing, but yeah, I mean, I. I love me some Visara. You don't need to sell me on Visara. is pretty easy to cast, right? <laughs> you don't need to sell me on Visara. Also, the Hypnox is just like... I think like I would the, just the play honest, like... The honest Hypnox is just... 11 mana is just so much mana. <laughs> I mean, you've already got like corrupt. So much mana. And so on. None of you guys have got Undead Gladiator. Undead Gladiator. This section have Undead Gladiator and Skeletal Scrying. That's what the yeah. cards... Yeah, Gladiator is so good. I would definitely play Skeletal Scrying in this deck for sure. 100%. Instead of Arena, uh, I don't know if instead of Arena or like besides Arena, because like it only has four sources of actual sources of card advantage, right? Everything else is not really card advantage, like Mind Sludge, I guess. I'll be honest with you, Fran. I really want to play this deck now. This deck seems great. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also. I think I would also want to play more lands. Like 24 is thin with no no like equivalent of eternal dragon right you need yeah. like some kind of eternal dragon or I at least yes i would play like 26 probably you could play tainted like pact no i don't think you can play tainted pact when you're playing 20 one two one four swamps right you're gonna split them in two that's still 10 no cards. you just take it you flip a swamp you take it <laughs> just just like two mana draw a swamp yeah, it's 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 eternal dragon. <laughs> oh my god! So, so it's eternal. Think about it. It's literally eternal dragon. Oh, what does eternal god. dragon do? 
I two mana believe- for a plains. This is two <laughs> mana for a swamp. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get a seven seven. Right? Oh my god! Sometimes I- it'll happen. Sometimes, <laughs> tainted fact. I can't believe you just said that. That that's that hurts me. Not every deck gets <laughs> Eternal Dragon, Fran. Look at the cards in this me. deck. That it, hurts me, man. There's no way that Tainted Pact is worse than Diabolic Tutor in pre-modern. I'm telling you I mean, right I can't, now. I can't really argue with that, but I don't know. Diabolic Tutor is just so sick. It's four mana. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I would um, almost rather yes, just I, play Thursday is God's deck, but with swamps. And then like... <laughs> Why? What's so funny? There's like, all right, I'm the temporal aperture into a into a corrupt. Okay, that's sweet. Okay, I can work with that. Okay, right? like, that, let's that... play his stack strategy, but like, put it with duress and corrupt and mutilate, like mutilate yeah. instead of wrath of God. I, I think that that is probably. Could you imagine just like hitting decree of pain with a with the the temporal aperture? Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's that's kind of awesome. We just brewed a new deck, right? Like, I'll, I'll work. Maybe I'll play this shit <laughs> on Thursday. So I'm into it. Yeah, so you, you need to devote more more slots to card advantage, though. Wow, who knows? I imagine, all right. but... All right. But yeah. No, this is, this is sexy, man. All right. This one's about to die in a minute. So you want to sign off? Uh, yeah, well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, and you guys are my favorite podcast, and uh, I I love you forever. Uh, and Lanny is also okay. <laughs> All right, love you too, Fran. And I'll I'll make sure Roman knows uh, that this is now your yes. favorite podcast. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it it would it would be ancestral recall, but like it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, frankly, well, so. <laughs> I feel like that ship has sailed on me. <laughs> Really sad to say that. We had but... an episode last year. All right. Thanks, Fran. <laughs> yes, you did. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, man. Thank you.